I hope you're doing well today. And I want to thank you for spending this time with me here on Slingstones. I've mentioned this before, but I love this time. I look forward to it. I imagine you as though you were friends sitting with me. And I pray, I truly pray, that God uses this to in some way strengthen you and to remind you of his incredible love. Now, I did tell you the last time we were together that for four weeks, this is the second week, I would mention the opportunity you might have to support Slingstones. It's free. It'll always be free. Any money you give will not go to me. It'll go to support this ministry. And if there's more than we need for this particular aspect of Healing Care Ministries, we'll use it for scholarship and other kinds of help. But if you'd like to help us with the cost of Slingstones, you can go to the healingcare.org website. When you get to the header on the right-hand side, there's a place that says donate. You can hit that. It'll give you an opportunity to give to the general fund. Uh, I think the highlighted part under that is about PayPal, but you don't have to give through PayPal. You may not even have a PayPal account, but you can go beneath that and you can give through credit card, or if you want, you could send a check, any size gift, a small gift, 10, 15, 25, 50, $100, any one of that will be a great help as we seek to bring you sling stones. But again, it's free, always will be free, and you need to feel no obligation to give to this at all. But if it's an opportunity you'd like to take, we'd be grateful. Let me pray. Father, I thank you for all the people that gather together to spend time with me on Slingstones. It's important to me. I simply want people to hear of your wonder and of your love and to be transformed into your presence. You are good, Lord, and all that you do is good. May your Holy Spirit guide us in this conversation. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You know, it's been a year and a half ago that my dad passed. Uh, He had spent the last six years of his life here in the town where I live in an assisted living facility, and it gave us an opportunity to do a lot of rebuilding. Well, I used to visit him every single day. If I was in town, I was there, and if I couldn't be there, my wife would go over. And one day I went in, and it's important to know that at this time he was barely able to use a walker, often just scooting along in a wheelchair. And I walked in, and instead of finding him in his lift chair, where he was usually watching some Western or asleep, I heard him rumbling about in the bedroom, and he was in the closet. And I went, and he had a box, and he was moving through it. And I said, Dad, what what are you doing? He said, I'm looking for something. I said, well, okay, well, well, let me get the box. Tell me what you want, and I'll, I'll find it. He said, I don't know what I want. I said, what do you mean? He said, I forgot what it is that I'm looking for, but I'm going to keep looking in case I find it and remember. <laughs> there was some humor in that, although I didn't express it to him, but there was certainly an energy of my dad as he was looking and searching even though he wasn't sure what it is that he was trying to find. But I I share that story to then focus in on the fact that we all have a father who is diligently looking, who is diligently searching, and he's searching for us. 
That's right. He's always searching. Even if we belong to him, there is still this searching heart of God. He not only wants to know where you are, but how you are. He searched because, searches because he wants to spend time with you. He wants to bring you home to his embrace. This is a manifestation of the depth of God's great love for us. That he is this searching God. I mentioned the last time we were together this quote from my good friend Kurt Thompson that we all come out of the womb searching for a face that is searching for us. And certainly that's part of what we need to express in the relationship between parents and children and the relationships between people that love each other that we find in the face of others someone that is searching for us. But it all begins with this idea of God who is forever searching for us because he so longs to be connected to us, to be in union with us. You do realize this all begins in the story in Genesis of the fall when Adam and Eve fall and they go off to hide. The the very first response we see of God is God calling out, where are you? And it was revealing his searching heart because he cared. And then when he found them, he cared for them by making clothes for them. And then Jesus picks up this theme as he gives that series of parables in Luke chapter 15, and you know them well, the parable of the lost sheep, where one sheep has wandered off, and yet the shepherd leaves the 99 to go find that one. He searches. Now, I don't know if you've ever been searching for something, but it becomes the focal point of your attention. There is no other distraction except trying to find what it is that you have lost. And that's the image that Jesus wants us to have of the Heavenly Father, that he searches for us in our wandering, in our brokenness, and in our pain. And then there's the, the story he tells of the, of the lost coin and the, the woman who is searching through her house to find that coin, to find something of great value. And in both the case of the sheep and the coin, the great celebration that occurs when what was lost has been found. And again, Jesus is pointing to the heart of the Father in his searching for us. And do you know that in the next parable, the parable that we know as the prodigal son, a lot of attention is given to the son and his wandering and his coming home. But I think greater attention needs to be given to the father who in this parable is always searching, looking down the road, ready to run, to find, and to embrace the searching heart of God. In the Old Testament, there is even a place where God's children are referred to as having the name sought after. They're sought out. God seeks us out. There's several things that this says to us about God, and one of them is that God is not passive with his arms crossed, head turned away from us, 
willing us to come back begging. But in fact, his love compels him to go after us, to find us. I was reading this book by William Barry. He is an Ignatian scholar. And he has a quote here. The quote comes from a psychoanalyst named Harry Guntrip. I'm going to read it to you. It is a common experience in psychotherapy to find patients who fear and hate God, a God who, in the words of J.S. McKenzie, is always snooping around after sinners and who becomes an outsize of the threatening parent. The child grows up fearing evil rather than loving good, afraid of vice rather than in love with virtue. God's searching is not to find out what we're doing wrong, but his searching is to be connected to us, caring for us, helping us. This is an amazing characteristic that we see that God loves us and he desires us and he, he wants to do everything necessary to make sure that we're okay. Isn't it interesting that for many of us to think that God is often like a Santa Claus seeing who's nodding in knives, in fact, he is a longing parent. He wants us to enjoy him. This Mackenzie that I've mentioned, J.S. Mackenzie, also had another quote in which he said, he himself being a psychiatrist, by the way, that God wants us to have a sense not only that we're saved, but also that we're safe and that we're conscious of the fact that we belong to God. And as a result of that, we are never alone. He then says that when we realize that, then the universe becomes a safe place for us because of the degree to which God cares. There's a passage of scripture that comes from Ezekiel. It's chapter 34. And in Ezekiel, what we see is that God's not happy with the way the shepherds of Israel are caring for his sheep. Now, by shepherds of Israel, he's meaning those individuals who are responsible to make sure that God's people are well cared for. And God was not happy with this. And so he determines that I myself will care for my sheep. And remember, that's, that represents me and that represents you. And, and he even says this, I myself will search for my sheep. There we have it again, the searching father. And I will look after them. I will rescue them. I will bring them out into their own place. I will pasture them. I will tend them. My sheep will be able to lie down in good grazing land. They will feed on a rich pasture. I love this. And that passage of scripture goes on to give other pictures of God's love for his people and the degree to which he himself will search for them. I haven't thought enough about this, and I want to think more about the searching father. 
There's so much about the way evangelical Christianity is often portrayed that it's on our part. We have to search for God. We have to work to clean up ourselves. We have to make sure we're behaving. But the attention really that takes our breath away is that our Father in heaven has gone to inestimable lengths in order to find us and to care for us and to love us. And this is personal. I heard someone say recently, you know, the passage that for God so loved the world is a great passage, but it doesn't seem to do it for me. Because he said, if it's just about the world, I'm just one of another. But then as we talked and we looked at other passages of scripture, like the story where it says that Jesus loved Mary and Martha and Lazarus. He was able to see that God loved him. And God searches for him. And God cares for him. And he said, that's what makes this even more exciting and more personal. So my father was ripping through a box trying to find something that he didn't even know he wanted. But our father in heaven has gone across a universe, died on a cross, and abides with us through the Holy Spirit because he is searching for us every day so that we would know that we have union with him and we belong to him. You have a searching father. I have a searching father. And his search is all motivated by love because he wants to spend time with us and care for us. You're important, and I bless that reality into you today. Until we're together again. We can all run, we can all run. Then you won't find me. We can I hide, we can I hide. Then you're not already there. We can all run, we can all run. Then you won't find me Where can I hide? Where can I hide? Then you're not all